All right, Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for this church and this time that we have to spend together. We thank you that your son Jesus is not a killjoy, Lord, but he is life. We, we thank you for, for he, everything that he does, everything that you do, Lord, for he, what he was in the flesh and what he is to us now and what he continues to be. Lord, and just uh, ask for your hand to be on this message, as I know it is, and hand on Bill as he delivers it. It's in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. You may have caught the drift already. Today we're going to just do something new, and we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about the real Jesus. I am so excited about today. I'm pumped. I'm obnoxious. For those of you who don't know me, I'm obnoxious, Bill. And uh, we're continuing a series. We're talking about Jesus Christ, uh, the Son of the living God who, who walked among us. And, and we've really been focusing in over this period of time uh, on Jesus. And, and we've actually, it's a seven-week series, and we're focusing on the first verse that we have up here. It says, this is Jesus speaking, that Jesus that we just talked about, the Son of God. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you'd really known me, you would have known the Father. He came representing the Father. You know, God took upon flesh, upon himself, and he came. Jesus came to this earth. And we've done this verse every week, and I want to take just a minute with and explain one thing about when when Jesus says up there, I am, when he says those words, I am, uh, we just take them as I am. But when he said them back in that language, in that culture, I am had a special and significant meaning that we need to recognize. The I am is in the, in the original language was ego. Isn't that interesting? Because we have egos. I stand for that. M, emi. So I, ego, emi is a word that says that it's me, I exist continuously, eternal, unchanging, self-existent, infinite, and glorious in every way. When Jesus says, I am, he's saying, I'm God. I'm God. And as he goes forward, he actually is quoting out of an Old Testament. At one time, Moses asked God, he says, who shall I say sent me? And God says, well, just tell him I am that I am. Again, continuous existence is the intent of that message. I am that I am. I always have been. I am now and I always will be. So when Jesus stands in front of his disciples at this particular time, he says that I am, he's saying I as God. I as, I as God's representative, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father and I are one. When I speak, this is God talking to you. You know, uh, I am. We talked each week about each one of these words. Uh, we talked about I'm the way. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we said, I'm the way. It's, it's, it's the Greek word again is hodos, which means it's a manner. It's a way we make decisions. It's what we look at. It's how we function inside of our life. It's the hodos of Jesus. And he invites us into that. He should be our way. We should live the way he lived. Last week, we looked at the, the second part of it. Jesus says, I'm the truth. And, and what he's saying is he's not a truth. He's the truth. When he speaks, it is truth. Absolute, never changing, applicable to every person in every place at all times, no matter what their language, the scripture speaks to us. It's inspired or breathed by God. 
whatever Jesus said was inspired by God inside of his life. It's useful to teach us what's true, to make us realize what's wrong with our life. It, it corrects us. It's a loving spanking. It really is. Uh, to be able to read it, to be corrected, to know what's right, it prepares us for every good work. The essence of God's word is truth. And they stand forever. What Jesus said 2,000 years ago is just as applicable for us today as it was then. Jesus' words are absolute truth. The great I am is speaking to us. Make no mistake, he was claiming to be God. And, and we've been putting this forward uh, now for a couple of weeks. This week we're, we're going we're gonna to take the, the next step. We're going to look at the next word in that, in that verse. We're going to take a look at the word life. Because he says he's the life. And, and the word life in, in, in the original language is a word that you may have heard. It's called Zoe. Some people named their kids Nick and Kelsey named uh, their daughter uh, Zoe. And she was not life for some period of time because she was a baby. Now she has been loosed on the world with two feet under her. And she is active life that runs around. Zoe. Life. So the name, the title, Jesus says, I am the Zoe. I am the life. Without Christ, there is no spiritual life. There is no relationship with God. There is no Zoe. But the interesting thing that, that goes with this is later on, Jesus again says, The thief, Satan, the world's purpose is to steal and destroy. He is a number one supernatural jerk. And I don't know what jerk is in the Greek. But Jesus says that my purpose, Jesus' purpose is for me and for you, to, to give a rich and satisfying life. I am, there's egoemia again, the good shepherd. The life that Jesus offers to us, to his disciples, to each person here who would accept it, that life is, is active, vigorous, exceedingly abundant life. You know, I, I, I've said this so often, it was one of the greatest deceptions that the, the, the Satan told me, the thief told me, that when you become a Christian, you can't have any fun. I mean, how many Christian churches throw a kager? I mean, come on, let's talk about some fun here. Or party hardy in some opportunity and, and wasteful life like I had before. It's no fun. Oh, so wrong. I have had more fun as a follower of Jesus Christ as the world could ever have. And the next day I remember it. Huh? And I can talk about it. And I do. But this is the life that we're talking about today. It's the, it's the Zoe that he offers us. So today we're going to celebrate Jesus' life. The Jesus that came in the flesh. And so celebrating Jesus. I got ready for this. And uh, my, you know, militarily marine, marine damaged brain. I, I said celebrate Jesus' life. So I said, wait a minute. We celebrate lives all the time here. We do what you would call a memorial services. We don't do memorials. We do celebrations of life. Memorial services are, are down and dopey and sad. We do celebrations of life. We focus on the person's life. We celebrate what their life was to the people around them that loved them uh, as we do that. So we're going to do a uh, celebration of life. I do, as a church, we do maybe between 20 and 30 a year. 
Uh, I'll do most of those, but Dion, Brad uh, will do some of them. Marcy is our coordinator that brings food, uh, so that's there. But in each service that we do, in each celebration of life, we do three parts typically. And so when, when you, we start out, uh, normally there's a video over the person's life. I get up, and then we, I'll talk about their life. We'll celebrate their life. The, the second part of a service, typically we have to go and be honest, and we have to admit there's a time for mourning. Someone who we loved, cared about, is no longer with us. So there's a new normal that we encourage people to. But, and most importantly, at a memorial services, we always give a reason for hope. Everyone wants hope but a memorial service. So uh, we have the celebration of life that, that does that. Uh, we celebrate it. So uh, when I got ready for today, I said, well, let's, let's look at that. Let's do a celebration of Jesus' life. And so as I was getting ready, I did what I typically do whenever I'm going to do a celebration of life. I uh, go to my computer and uh, click over, you know, most saved documents, go to memorials, click it. And uh, in this particular one, I've got another file with another 60 or 70. This one probably had 40 or 50 names in it of people I've done memorial services for. And so I said, well, who's most like Jesus? that fun who showed jesus to me the most so i could use their celebration of life to talk about jesus so i went whoa and there was a person that i clicked on that and that i pulled the, that format in and that's the format i'm using for jesus why because of all people i think she was one of the ones that reminded me of jesus the most full of zoe full of Christ, uh, exciting life. When we had our memorial service, the, 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 across the concrete, there were chairs filled. People were lining up. We had to tell people, no, you can't talk. Because so many people wanted to share how their lives were changed by this follower of Christ as, as we went through it. So that's, the, that's what we're doing today. So we're gonna, as we celebrate Jesus' life, we're gonna, uh, the rest of the service, we're going to talk about that, his his celebrate his life we'll talk about his death we'll talk about the reason for hope that all of us have uh, as he was raised from the dead but i've got some weird application and those of you who've come to crossroads for a while will be not will not at all be surprised when i have weird application just as i'm looking at jesus's celebration of his life i want you to think about yours i thought about mine I, I, I do that quite often. I just wonder if there's going to be donuts so people will come. <laughs> I wonder what that's going to look like. We'll talk about that as we go along. But the real application of that, what would your family want? Who would come? Who would mourn? Well, how would you find the new normal for, for them? And again, for ourselves and for our loved ones, what's the hope? When you, when you lose a loved one, everyone hopes that when they step from this world, they step into heaven and not the other place. Right? I, I could never, we'll talk about this in a minute, I could never get up and say, oh, by the way, this guy had zero chance. Uh, <laughs> probably the last service I ever did. Uh, but fantasy for yourself. Think about our service and what that's going to look like. Let's celebrate Christ's life. Uh, 
as I, as I got ready uh, for this, I looked at the person that was there, and I did something else that was kind of typical for Crossroads. Uh, Tina uh, goes to our church. She puts together slide videos the cover of the person's life. Normally there's pictures of them as cute little babies and they grow up to not so cute adults and then go on to, as they get older in life, it talks about if they were fishermen or hunters or, or whatever the thing might be that's, that, that represents their life. There's pictures that go through it. So, uh, and just a time to, we, we show it first thing. When, when it looks like no one's running across the parking lot, Marcy says, I think we got them all. And so I'll come up, the family sits in the front row, and I'll sit on the stage, and I'll say, I think everyone's here. Are you ready to start? And, you know, they say, oh, no, there's someone coming. And we've actually waited until that special person arrived. But uh, if not, okay. And so the tech booth knows that I'll get up from there. I'll go over and sit in a chair over there. When I sit down, that's a signal to start the video that reviews their life. And so what it does is it gives everyone a chance and a reminder to focus on this person. And often when that takes place, there'll be people in the audience, their pictures are on the, stage, on, on the screen. They, some of their memories come up. Some of the things that remind them of this person were taking place. So I, as I was getting ready, I said, well, we're going to do Jesus. And so what with me being able to choose, I chose one of the videos that remind me most of Jesus. It's 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 a song that's sung by Hillsong, and the song is beautiful. The presentation, the lady Brooke that is the main singer in this, her life is a testimony to the real Christ living inside of her. She she's the real deal. Uh, so I, I picked this the song. What a beautiful name! And so we're going to just take a push pause. I've asked the family if you're ready, and you are. And so I'm going to go sit down. And they're going to run Jesus' video. So please enter into it. If you don't know, just a little bit of background in the original language. The word Jesus is the Old Testament word for Joshua. I've said this before. The word means Jehovah is Shula. Jesus is salvation. God is salvation. So in the name of Jesus is our hope. I'm pumped. Sorry. Uh, I'm going on. Oh, I'm going on. This... Normally, after an introduction video, I'll come up and uh, to the stage and 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 mention the video. What a great what a great review of a life! I welcome the guest on behalf of the family and thank him for being here. And uh, we'll, I'll review the life of the person that we're talking about. And so uh, I'll start out with some birth information: where they were born, what are the backgrounds, things like that. And and so let's start with Jesus. He had a rather unusual birth announcement. They didn't give cigars. Where did that custom come from? Uh, those of you young may not know that. They'll probably give those electronic cigarettes. Well, anyway, they... But the angel came to announce Jesus' birth. And, and he catches a bunch of sh- you know, shepherds doing got the night watch. And he brings them good news, scares the pajibis out of them. And says, behold, by the way, today to you is born a a Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, each word with power in it. He's been born in Bethlehem, the city of David. You'll recognize him because he's in a king's palace with rich people all around him and nursemaids. No, 
That isn't the announcement for Jesus' birth. You're going to find him in a stable, wrapped snugly in clothes, but lying in a manger. Whoa. The Almighty enters earth through the lowest possible door. He enters in humility, not in power. He, he comes to earth vulnerable. This is God. By his choice, he came as a baby. You know, and the shepherds uh, told everything that had happened to, uh, they, they said this about the child as they told their story. Huge point. Mary kept all of these things in her heart and thought about them often. Mary the mom. Uh, Mary remembered all these things. And, and by the way, you hear her story in the Gospel of Luke when Luke records the birth of Jesus. He's the only one that goes into Mary's story because he heard Mary's story from Mary. Mary, uh, after the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and the resurrection, she went, she was turned over to the Apostle John, as, took over her being her son, and she moved to Ephesus. Luke, traveling through Ephesus, listened to her tell the story. This is what happened. This is, this is what she remembered. So, so when you read Luke, you're listening to Mary's story, the eyewitness accounts that are there that took place. So his early life uh, raised... Uh, the promised Messiah is upon us. Uh, his parents, next thing they did was recorded in the Bible is they, they fulfilled all the requirements of the law. So the requirements of the law at that time, when a, new, a son, a firstborn son, was you had to dedicate him to God. So you would take him to Jerusalem. And so this is described uh, again in the book of Luke. In the next verse, it talks about him taking him there. And so the parents fulfilled the requirements of the law. Uh, they went and they dedicated Jesus. Now, it's interesting. Don't miss it when you read it. When they dedicated Jesus, they gave two turtle doves because you had to make a sacrifice when you did that. Turtle doves were the sacrifice for poor people. They couldn't afford anything else. They couldn't afford a lamb. They couldn't afford a goat. They couldn't afford any. Two turtle doves, the, again, the humility of the bottom rung. So they returned to Nazareth. The, the, the child grew up healthy and strong, was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was upon him. He grew up in wisdom as he did that, uh, fulfilled all the requirements. Twelve years old, uh, by the way, he was teaching in the temple, but God's favor was on him. His report card was perfect. I never got one of those. My mother never got one of those. She would probably have had a heart attack early if she would have gotten, hey, your son was a good student. Uh, I never became a student until I started studying Jesus. I finally found a topic worth my energy. But so he grew up. Ultimately, at 30 years old, he entered public life. He had to be 30 to, to be a rabbi, to be a teacher, to be a priest. So at 30 years old, uh, he, he starts a three-year run of ministry uh, that changed the world. We talked about that the first week we were here. This unknown son of a Jewish carpenter is the most famous, influential person that's ever lived. Changed Western culture, changed our country. Actually, was the source of our country being founded, and he changed my life. During this time, as he was gathering people, uh, as he went forward, he, he, he gathered some disciples around him. 
He, he got 12 men that was with him, but there was a mob that followed him, of women supporting him and just everything. And he, and, he, and he taught them all, but he cured diseases. He did miracles. Uh, illnesses, evil spirits restored the sight of many who were blind. Life was in him with vitality and energy, and he passed that life on to other people. He healed the sick. He, lepers, and I talked about this, I think it was last week, this, this rotting smelly stinking disease where the flesh fell off of people and they couldn't be around anyone jesus goes up and puts his hands on them and heals them he doesn't just speak the word he actually heals them and touches them he heals the blind he he raises the uh, you know the those who were lame and oh by the way the dead i love it when he comes into jerusalem lazarus who spent four days stinking in a tomb comes out and he walks into Jerusalem with him telling his story. So at Jesus' memorial story, his disciples would get up. They'd have something to say. Uh, you, you can read their account. You can read Peter's account and, and John's account and, and each of the followers. You can read their accounts, their eyewitness accounts of his life. But if, if we were to have a Jesus service, they'd want to be here. They'd come up and talk. And there'd be the rest of them. They'd be the blind that were healed. There'd be those people. They'd be telling their story. There'd be excitement and pumping, and we're all going, woo! And there'd be so many people that there wouldn't be time. Don't have an open mic for a Jesus testimony service. If we were to do that here, people would line up today to talk about how Jesus changed your life. We'd rejoice in it. But that's what happens in celebration of his life. People come forward to talk. A long list of people celebrating his life. But in his story of his life, we, we wouldn't stop with his life. Like at any celebration of life or memorial services, we have to move to his death. We have to come to that point where, where everything changed. The, the hopeful Messiah that was going to remove the Romans that was going to set the people free, uh, he died. He gave up his divine privileges and just came to earth. And when he, when he was walking as a human, he humbled himself to obedience to God, even to the point of a criminal's death on the cross. Christ died. At a, at a service, we, we, we transition, and sometimes we say it was sudden, it was unexplained, it was, it was confusing. Uh, we, we don't understand why. You know, today we would say some people like, well, Jesus, he died so young. What a waste. Many people would have anger, the injustice, the fear, being thrown up to God. I hear that all the time. I'm so mad at God because he took my mother. You don't think she's mad, do you? I'm just asking. Jesus is the only innocent guy in the room. There's a hole in the disciples' heart. And when we lose someone, the same with us. An empty place at the table, it won't be the same. Jesus is dead. One night, the next day, long night, Sunday morning, <laughs> it all changed. There was hope. Every memorial service, there has to be hope. I, I couldn't do memorial services there wasn't hope i at some point in a memorial service i'll 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 talk about say joe you know uh on such and such a date joe stepped from this world from this physical reality 
into a spiritual reality. And he came face to face with the creator of all. And, and no one wants to say, you know, because there's two choices when you come in front of Jesus. Well done, good and faithful servant. Or, depart from me, you stinky guy. That isn't what he says, but that's the intent is some go to heaven, some go to hell. No one wants me to stand up or have you, any of your loved ones stand up and say, there's no hope for that guy. I'll often say in, in the service, I'll talk about the position of, of hope is offered. In, uh, but when he stepped from this world, he stepped in to the presence of God. And I, I use this actual verse, and I'll tell everyone, I'm telling you, I couldn't do memorial services without hope. And I'll use a phrase, my hope flows from one simple verse. Most of us know that. And I'd probably say, Joe, memorize this. If he'd gone to church and he's younger, or, or for sure he heard it. This is, hope flows out of, for God so loved the world. One Joe at a time. He gave his one, Leon, one and only son. That if Joe would believe in him, he won't perish, he'll have eternal life. God sent Jesus into the world, not to judge Joe, but to save Joe. It's a simple believing in Jesus Christ, God's gift, his sacrifice for our sins. You see, that's the hope for Joe. And, and so often, in a situ situation like this, you know, some death comes quickly today, by the way. I do enough of them to know. Sometimes the people had no warning. Uh, and often in a service, I'll say, two weeks ago, no one knew we'd be here. And Joe wouldn't. In the age of, of accidents, of, of medical catastrophes, which take people in an instant, suicides are increasing at a rate that's just out the top. Drug overduces induced on purpose or accidental. Things just happen to people, and it's quick, it's sudden, and, and there's no time to adjust. There's no time to, to get our feet back underneath us. There has to be hope. And even sometimes if there's no evidence in the person's life that they ever had a relationship with God, acknowledged God's existence or Jesus Christ, there's still hope. That hope was given to us, and I'll often tell the story of a thief on a cross 2,000 years ago. Jesus being crucified with a thief next to him, and I'll, I'll tell him the story. And, and I'll say, you know, there's always hope. In the last minute of his life, a thief called out to Jesus, and Jesus made a promise. Hey, you and me, paradise, good to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joe's all over it. Absolutely. There's always hope. So uh, you have to do that. We do these these celebrations of life because I have an opportunity and the church has an opportunity to present hope to a group of people that wouldn't darken the door of a church. They won't go to church. They may know some basics and most people feel they're okay with God because they got their own private deal like I did or their own private Jesus like I did. Don't you love that private Jesus deal? I've got people doing it back at me. Is that your private Jesus, Bill? Uh, there's no mercy. But when they come in, I have a chance. I have a window, a small window. I don't overrun them with Bible verses, beat them over the head and say, you're going, you know, turn or burn. But, you know, I don't do that. I just remind them that there is a God that loves them as much as he loved their loved one. 
And it's a chance maybe they can think about that. Because they, and you, everyone, the death rate is still 100%. No one's getting out of this alive. And so as we plan our memorial service today, because that's the application, what's going to be said at our service? What hope are we going to offer? Every, there's a season for everything in every life under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. We die once. There's no recycling. We've got to get it right this time around. Destined to die once, then comes judgment. Judgment based on our relationship with Jesus Christ, according to John 3.16. If we believe in him and that gift and we commit our life to that, well, we have eternal life. You see, it's that straightforward. It's that simple. So as, as we go forward, Ed, let's, let's talk for a minute. Let's plan your service. Let's plan mine. I do this quite often because I'm sick. Uh, pick the music. Pick who will speak, where it will be held, reception afterwards. Uh, all the details. Have to ask the obvious question now. Who do you know would come to your memorial? Who would insist on speaking? What would they say? What does that look like? You know, that those are questions. Who would we want to speak? Slideshow at the beginning. You know, we, we ask people, what songs do you want behind it? And, and they'll play Danny Boy. That's good. How about Ghost Riders in the Sky? There's another one behind some. Uh, what is it? I forget who it is. Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. I don't think I'd want to put that on my memorial. But uh, as we go forward, you know, uh, it's just all of these, all of these options. I, I, by the way, I'm going to tell you my song. Here's a song that'll be at my memorial. I think it fits me perfectly. Done. Get the service over with. Let's, let me get out to 395. I'm going to be first in line. Come on. I know there's a front up there. I got to go find it. There's my song. What's yours? You know, think, think about that. We're going to talk as we go along. Maybe people get up and talk about memories, sports, hobbies, everything, history. Uh, some people are patriots. We point that out if they served their country and how they served them. You know, what would be the good, bad, and the ugly that came out at ours? What hope are we giving to those people who love us now for where we, we're going to go when we die? How many of them are, because one of the most heartbreaking things to me is to talk to a child, to a, even to a parent who lost a child, more of that going on too, and they don't know where. And they've got this sinking feeling inside themselves. that There was nothing. Give evidence. Give proof. Make your life so real, your, your Zoe so real and abundant. Your loved ones don't question, don't ask. They know they know. And, and we need hope because each and every person here knows we've sinned. And this sin keeps us from a holy God and a holy heaven. We know that. So there has to be something. God's got to do something. We all fall short of his standard, yet in his grace. God can make us right. How? By putting our sins on Christ. He becomes the, the sacrifice for my sins and for your sins. Christ 
came to die for sin, not the sin of the world, but my sin personally and yours individually and personally. There's hope. Make sure that hope is manifested to those that are around you. And as the service goes on, we would talk about how God worked through you. You know this, we're saved by grace. Grace means gift. Uh, when you believe, you can't take credit for it. It's a gift from God. Not a reward of good things. Oh, for sure. Now, I often stand up and, and I would, I'll talk about people and I'll say, Joe was not a church dude. He didn't have time. He was too busy building his life, uh, raising his family, doing this or doing He didn't have time. But, you know, it doesn't matter really to God. It's not, that's not the basis of a relation. It's not how we dress, not how we talk, not all of that stuff. It's about our heart. See, the hope is there. It's, it's in our heart, not a reward for good things. We can't boast about it. If you're boasting about, if, you know, you t I'm going to heaven because, wrong. Can't boast. It's God's work that did it. It's Christ's death. But here's the great transition. Don't miss it. Verse 10. In Christ, we become God's masterpiece, his creation. We're created anew in Christ Jesus for good works, to do the right thing. His Zoe is in us that we might do the things that he has planned for us to do before the foundation of the world. You see, that's, that's the transition in that verse that takes place. When we die, it's what, what Jesus did. He lives through us. How's that work? Well, simple. Biblical Christianity, we talk about it often. For Christ to live through us, we have to die. Very unpopular in 2020, the age of self-autonomy, self-control. It's all about self. It's me. It's my self-image. I don't, I don't give a rip about your self-image. What's God's image of me and you? I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. But what? Christ lives in me. There's Zoe. Christ comes, lives in us and through us. He does his work through us. When we become followers of Christ, that's what people talk about at a memorial service, at a celebration of life. How did Christ use us to touch other people? It doesn't have to be a big way. Kids get up. Often will say there was this constant testimony of his love for God or her love for God that changed my life. That's powerful. Living inside of us is God's Holy Spirit, which will produce a changed life. We'll, we'll find peace where there is no peace. We'll show love when we shouldn't show love. It'll be all around us. It'll be there. It'll, our life will be rich, satisfying, and exceedingly abundantly because you see Christ is in us. There's hope. So as we write our memorial services, don't forget that you're really writing it today. Everything we do is the testimony of our life and Christ's life in us. So as, as we prepare for our service, pick your song. Pick the people you want to speak. And go live your life in front of them. That Christ is flowing through you. That's the application. That's the application for all of us. Because Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And he invites us into it. That's Zoe.
is there for you and it's there for me. Would you join me in prayer? Lord Jesus, we, we stand in awe of who you are. Not of who we are. Who you are. The living God who walked among us in human flesh. Who laid his life down. That we might be born again. That we might have your life in us. That we might speak truth. That we might be a testimony. That we might be a light to your life. Lord, for each of us, prepare our hearts, our minds, and really our testimony for you. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.